Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi there. This is Ange McCabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance, where our business is the success of your business. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, facilitator, and your co-host, along with Scott Rust of the Elevate Business Podcast. The Elevate Business Podcast is a journey of discovery fueled by curiosity to genuinely understand what makes people tick when it comes to their professional path, choices made, and the personal characteristics that drive performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately success. The Elevate Business Podcast is here to promote the enormous contribution of small and medium-sized businesses around the world by exploring the actions that make a workplace successful, the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of an organization, and how we build whole person leaders from the ground up. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, growing our learning edges, and honoring our passions with a special guest who has elevated their businesses, overcome obstacles, and inspires others to do the same. So glad you're here. Hi, and a warm welcome to episode number 49 of the Elevate Business Podcast. Both myself, Ange McCabe, and Scott Russ are your hosts. We have the pleasure of introducing you to Mark Foster, an experienced C-suite executive. Mark has a broad background in healthcare, medical device, and pharmaceutical industries with a focus on marketing, sales, and general management. He brings his expertise as president and CEO to Trice Medical, where he enjoys developing talent, building teams, and solving problems. Welcome, Mark. Thank you for having me. Great to see you all today. Yes, our pleasure. So tell us about yourself, your company, and a bit about your journey as to how you got here today. Sure. So um, my journey started uh, quite a while ago. I actually went to school down at the University of Richmond in, in Virginia, uh, played some professional sports for a while in the baseball world, and then uh, really loved the healthcare um, world. I had uh, some choices out of out of college on, on what to do, and for me, the, the opportunity to not only get into helping patients and physicians, uh, but really kind of partnering with, with them was, was important to me. So I uh, started out, took a role with Smith Klein Beecham Pharmaceuticals. And uh, incredible training, incredible opportunity to engage with customers in a professional environment. Um, after that, went to Kendall Healthcare, which was a wonderful experience in medical devices. And then spent nine years at Boston Scientific in a couple of different divisions, uh, where I, I continue to think was uh, really the world-class people programs, taking care of customers there, uh, just a great culture. And then moved from there over to Smith & Nephew for nine years. I was at Smith & Nephew. My last role there was managing uh, about a $700 million business for our orthopedic division mm-hmm. uh, in sports medicine. And uh, then I uh, got bit by the small company entrepreneurial bug and went over to Trice Medical about five years ago. And Trace Medical was founded uh, with one simple business opportunity, which is that uh, across the U.S., there's over 9 million MRIs that are done annually. 
And the concept was that with a disposable camera on a tablet, you could, in an office setting, provide instant information and really numb up a patient, put the small needle camera inside their joint, get them information very quickly and rapidly, and get them um, along their day, along their journey pathway, and avoid the cost and time and energy of getting the MRIs. What we've learned here at a small company is that uh, just like Mike Tyson said, uh, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the mouth. Uh, we had uh, you know, many small companies uh, have a journey that business we started out on was very difficult to scale. Um, so we've had a chance to really think about who we are and what we do. And over the past few years, we've re- really taken what was an original concept uh, and a business plan that was very sound and taken this core technology and now transformed into a platform company that uh, performs therapeutic procedures. So ultimately, we've taken what was just a diagnostic product and moved it into more therapeutic uh, opportunities. Uh, And now what we do is we take this core technology of optics and ultrasound on a portable tablet and facilitate um, the procedures that can be done that don't need to be done in a hospital anymore that can be done in surgery centers and procedure rooms because of the portability of our system. So it's, it's it's been a great journey here at Trice. Mm, it certainly sounds like it for sure. And uh, I, I can tell that that Scott's biting at the bit. He has a question here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to say that's fantastic, Mark. Just hearing a little bit about the journey of, you know, working at some other larger organizations and then being able to bring all that experience uh, to more of that startup culture. And what I really enjoyed what we were discussing is kind of talking about well, when we first started, uh, what that vision looked like is maybe a little bit different than where you are today. And, you know, I think it's really important, especially as business owners and entrepreneurs, it's like, you know, what you think of today doesn't necessarily mean that's exactly where you're going to be four or five years ago. Um, so I'm curious, how did the, um, I mean, ability to like adapt or react to getting hit in the mouth, so to speak, um, how did that show up amongst your team and how do you support them through kind of those t- changes uh, as to where you are today? Well, it's a good question. You know, first of all, culture is, is really important. I mentioned that my experience at Boston Scientific was one that, quite frankly, I probably took for granted, where you everything is working together, that people are all A players, you've got great products, people are promoted from within, they take each other's roles, it's a really healthy dynamic. Um, and then went to another organization where uh, the mission was to fix the culture and, and, and it didn't smell the same, so to speak, at the, at the grass levels. And you realize how hard that is to take uh, a Titanic, if you will, and, and try to turn it in the right direction. So the lesson here at Trice was to start on day one. And we spent a lot of time thinking about, you know, we are early 20 years from now, what does our brand look like when people think of Trice? Do I want them to, you know, how, how, do, how do they, we build that culture? So we went through a pretty um, in-depth exercise and I'm, I'm searching for my, uh, uh, right here on my desk, we have uh, our, our core values uh, that we sent to every employee. We've got these kind of written all over the walls, Eric Trice. And we really went through a pretty in-depth uh, process with the team to identify people and one of the most important things for us is the ability to have translatable skills. So having a positive attitude, being growth oriented, uh, having honesty and integrity, they, these are really important as we talk about those transitions. So if you hire people that can only do one thing or are perfect for a certain role or a perfect market, if you're a business that hasn't quite figured it out yet, you might be stuck uh, and not be able to transition your business. 
So here at Trice, we had some, uh, some fantastic people that were wired the right way, that were bought into the mission, had the right core values. And as we sought to find uh, what I like to say is the, the cracks in the dam, uh, we would try one thing, try something else. And some people just are not wired that way. They're, they're uh, disenfranchised by change. So I think we did a pretty good job of finding people that like to compete and win and, and um, all of our other core values and, and could stay with us and pivot and move. Um, unfortunately, we definitely had to, as we reorganized and, and uh, uh, gotten different roles here with, with our organization, we certainly not everybody uh, came along for all of the rides, but the core components of our team that were just energized by the mission, smart, talented, adaptable people uh, really uh, provide the, the ability for us to do that. Mm, and you said something really interesting in the sense of kind of leaning into your words around, we have our core values written all over the walls and we provide them to our individual team members. Throughout this, you've also talked about uh, parts of recruitment is what I'm assuming where you're hiring based not just on skill sets, but human skills and how they align with your organization. And so with this thought in mind, how do you continue to create that vision or align the core values of your organization with your team members on a daily basis? Like, how does that show up? It shows up in every meeting we have, every presentation I give to the team starts with core values. We kind of go around the room and recognize people that have demonstrated certain core values, hand them off a gift card. And it's really just a drumbeat that it is important and, and we, uh, we live it and breathe it. And when people get hired, uh, we walk them through these five core values to see whether they, uh, they're, they're a fit. Uh, we're able to get a very diverse team. I think we're really proud of the diversity of our organization. You can have a very diverse team that still represent the same core values. Um, so we're excited about that. Uh, we also have in our end of the year reviews, uh, the same types of metrics. So it's a repeatable, it's beating the drum, seeing the consistency, um, hiring people, uh, having difficult conversations about performance that are framed by these core values. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, those types of things, uh, have helped us. We were also great, very proud to say that we, we were named a great place to work. Uh, which is a big deal for small companies, not all small companies that, yeah. um, you know, put a focus on that or set that as a goal to achieve. Uh, one of our strategic goals was to be named a great place to work, went through the process. And for us, that that means that, you know, if you work here, uh, maybe you'd recommend us to your peers, your spouses, your friends. And that's that's really important to us. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm really hearing there is that the, the core value is really the foundation, kind of the framework in which guide decisions, uh, guide hiring. Um, and I know most recently, Mark, I think you guys have recently acquired uh, a company of about 40 uh, personnel. Is that right? We did. Yeah. In the last two years, we've acquired two companies, um, okay. Segway Orthopedics and 10X Health. Uh, so we closed on the 10X Health acquisition uh, March 30th, and they had uh, about 40 employees. Wow. Okay. Congratulations. Thank you. And, and so I'm curious for other uh, businesses out there that might be looking to acquire companies or even, even just understanding how do you bring in uh, a whole new organization of 40 people into Trice Medical and help them kind of adjust and, and adapt to the culture that you have within the company? It, it's really important. I think we all have examples of, of companies that 
um, didn't work because of clashes mm-hmm. of culture. So I would say, first of all, in your diligence of identifying the company, make sure you're not too far off. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to be perfectly aligned, but I think making sure, taking a, a, a sense check of the culture at the company you're going to acquire is really important. It, it'll help you know how much work you have to do uh, on whether their their own culture was one of the yeah. uh, prohibitive factors on their growth or uh, or was it not? So um, luckily, 10X had uh, also some really strong leaders with some great tenure uh, and we weren't too far off around uh, just even some of the written uh, values that we had. So we made sure to wrap our arms around the most important people in that organization and, and quickly and rapidly tell them that they've got a role and get them energized by, by the project. And we're super proud to say uh, we have not lost one employee um, as a result of, of the integration here, you know, four months later. So it's, it's, it's great to know we're able to keep and retain all that key talent. Mm, that's fantastic to hear. And so as you're building the organization through the acquisitions and, and individually, can you tell us a little bit more about your vision for the team and, and how you continue to create that environment for your team members to thrive? Well, our, our vision is, is to become a, a, what we say is build a big business and small procedures. So we are going to keep on going. We have a, a core technology between the camera and the ultrasound and the tablet, and we are hunting for procedures to do with, with that core technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them we'll find through acquisitions. Some of them we find through internal in- innovation. So I think it's 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 energizing when our team sees uh, both of the companies that we bought had more revenue than we did. So when they see that the aggressive um, nature uh, of, of our team, of our of our approach in the market, uh, we're partnering with world class companies, uh, and they see these press releases of, of us working with these amazing companies. I think it's energizing for them to know that we're we're the little guy uh, that is that has certainly got big goals. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that comes from, Mark? This this drive to be the little guy that that is able to, to to achieve these big goals or work towards them. Well, I think part of it comes from uh, it, you know again just pivoting and, and adapting. We we've identified a, a market uh, that we can get after. We have a very supportive board that believes that there's a, a gap in the market for a company of of our. Um, with our skill set, we have a lot of confidence in our management team. And as you all know, most professional investors end up investing in the team as much that, as they do the, the products. Mm-hmm. So, you know, once you build some credibility in the market, both from investors as well as some outside strategic companies with your team, uh, people like to kind of put their chips on that team because they know how hard it is to build and scale businesses. And they know there's going to be pitfalls. So um, they're really betting on a team to be able to navigate and just figure it out. Mm. And so a lot of the things that you're speaking to, Mark, to me, resonate as performance. Um, so, you know, building your, your culture aggressively or growing aggressively and, and being that uh, small guy in a large market type thing with, uh, I guess, audacious visions to boot Talk to us a little bit about performance within your organization, what it means to you, and how you set your team members up for success. Well, I'll tell you, it's it's one of our core values is extreme accountability. And one of the things we struggle with to this day is performance around um, 
setting goals as you're trying to figure it out and going left and going right. Yeah. It's very important that the field, particularly in a sales organization, understand that they need to do everything they can to make sure it's not us. <laughs> so uh, you want to set performance goals that are realistic, attainable. Um, if the organization is not attaining their goals, they start to blame the organization for the goal and, and not themselves. Um, you know, at Smith and Nephew, uh, we had a, a goal to be at least 60% of our sales force over their quota. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if more than 60% of your sales force is over their quota, they can turn left and right and say, how come you're not performing or you're not performing? When it dips below that, I believe they start to turn toward the organization around setting attainable goals. So it's it's really, and that is a that is a very thing we've wrestled a lot with is um, when you are building markets and you really want your organization to be doing everything on a day to day basis to be able to identify whether is it the product, is it the customer? You, you know, you want one less variable to make sure that your team is doing everything they can. And if they're doing everything they can, it's up to the organization to support them and and um, and hold them accountable for for that. Mm -hmm. uh, as you start to grow and you get more re reproducible in your results, you, it's easier to hold them just accountable for the sales results. So mm -hmm. in the commercial channel, you know, what we try to do is we lean very hard on our local regional management. They should be the ones that can tell us whether a market, uh, our representative in a market is doing everything you want, and yet the sales results aren't there yet because of these other dynamics, or in other markets, you know, it could be the opposite. So at this scale of a company, your local region management is is really, really critical. Mm -hmm, definitely, for sure. And so when we're, we often talk at Intuitive Performance about that whole person. So not just the job itself, but the people behind the jobs. And looking at performance, we're starting to see that employees want more. They want to understand their purpose within organizations. They want to um, seek out training and development opportunities or grow and stretch. How do you create an environment that speaks to those things around that whole the whole person performance? Well, what we try to do is... Um... <laughs> We, we have some local groups. I'm laughing because it was called the Craggle. Our, uh, we, we empowered our, which is the glue from one of the Lego movies. So, um, we empowered people on our team to be in charge of culture. Yes. And, and those individuals will lead small group sessions to bubble up. What are some soft things that, you know, is happening or not happening and things that you're talking about training, you know, food in the break room, uh, you know, being able to work from home. You know, the so listening, I, I think, is, is the key. So having surveys, listening, because you're right, the days we're not in an industry where uh, you just go to work because you need the work mm -hmm. and, and you need to be able to put food on your table and you'll take whatever kind of comes your way at the office. That's not the, the day we're in is certainly not the industry we're, we're in. Um, and it, we have to keep motivating our people or else they have choices. And, you know, they all have choices. And quite frankly, they should. If they're not happy here, we all work too hard. They should find something else that that gets them energized because life is much too short to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, so we're really focused on on that, which is finding what is it that each individual will get them excited about working for Trice and trying to adapt. And so what I'm hearing from their mark is much less of a top-down approach, but rather getting employees involved 
And I think one of our other podcast guests, Ange, called them like listening devices. Yes. And so having like listening devices within the organization where everybody amongst the teams can all um, have an opportunity to be heard. And, and then from there, it kind of moves up the chain and then everybody gets to know exactly what the needs are uh, on the entire organizational level. They do. Right? We have a couple of those listening devices on, on our <laughs> leadership team. We have some people that are just really good at having a sense of culture and vibe and they get ahead of it and they have the meetings. And uh, I believe wholeheartedly that just having a voice People want to know that they have a voice and that they're heard. And uh, if a company does its best to communicate and educate and adapt, that that, that just goes a long way. I mean, it's basic stuff, but it's really important. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely right. And switching gears just a little bit here, Mark, we uh, always ask our participants of the podcast, what are three words of inspiration that you would want the world to hear? Ooh, three words of inspiration. <laughs> we could allow three thoughts, I guess. Okay, yeah. I mean, I think um, maybe some thoughts. I mean, be, you know, think think big, think big. Uh, there are no constraints other than what you think. Um, I would say allow free flow of, of activities. So for us, uh, free thinking um, you know, I'm a big believer in uh, listen to the last drop, which means create an environment where people can get it all out there and then we can debate it and discuss it and, and get aligned. But you really need to have an environment where people can um, feel like whatever is kind of bubbling in their chest can mm. can can come mm. out. Um, and if you don't, that it just harbors harbors. And then I guess the last one, I don't know if I'm on three or four, but um, uh, the my favorite book, um, my favorite chapter from any book is a, there's a chapter in a Jack Welch book, a winning called Candor. And it basically says the lack of candor can kill an organization. And it's a great chapter. And it, it talks about that, which is have the meeting be where people talk. Any meeting, um, one of my biggest pet peeves is you have the meeting and then you go to the bar and it's a different meeting with the same people. And you're like, well, weren't we just over there? <laughs> we just had the meeting to talk about this. And now there's this separate discussion, you know, like it's just, it kills an organization. It, it kills mm-hmm. speed. It kills everything. So mm-hmm. create, create an environment where people can be candid. People can um, do their thing. And, you know, the sky's the limit, at least mentally. Uh, you don't limit yourself by uh, by yourself. Exactly. Right. So I think we got the three. Th- sorry, I, the, the three here is think big, listen to the last drop, and practice candor uh, in meetings and amongst your team members. Yes. Thank you for summarizing me. <laughs> I, I need you just to walk around behind me and summarize me. There you go. <laughs> And uh, thank you very much, Mark, for joining us today. We really appreciate you sharing all of your performance and culture insights uh, with with us and our subscribers. Great. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. And for those who would like to learn more about uh, Mark's business, we're going to provide a link to the company profile uh, within our Elevate Business podcast title page. Take good care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Elevate Business podcast. I hope you enjoyed the program. You can subscribe to future podcasts at intuityperformance.com. 
where you can also sign up for webinars and learn more about professional coaching and our facilitation solutions available to help fire up your whole person performance skills and drive actions for success. Until next time, stay true to you and take care of each other. We are all better together. Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting? Explore the whole person leadership cohort by Intuity Performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.